Welcome back to the Bobcat Buzz. Today we have talked about enrollment. And Mr. Ross has some announcements. Today I have Miss King and Miss Martinez, two Brink counselors, to talk to us about enrollment. Hi. Hello. Um, when will sixth graders, seventh graders, and eighth graders get their enrollment packets? So next week on January 13th and 14th, we will be visiting the elementary schools and talking to the new sixth graders that are coming up next year. And then they're going to receive their packets in their Thursday folders on January 16th. And on eighth grade, for eighth grade, they will be um, receiving their packets on Tuesday, January 21st during the day through their math classes. And they will be due just a few days later on Friday, January 24th. For ninth grade, those eighth graders that are going into ninth grade, Westmore will be here on February 11th, and that will also be through math classes, and they'll receive their enrollment packet that day, and they'll be returning them to Westmore High School. They'll give them details about that. When will enrollment night be for incoming seventh graders? We actually decided to do things different this year, and we're going to have two different sessions. So if there is a sixth grader at Fisher, Early Wine, and Red Oak, they will come on Tuesday, January 28th from 6 to 7 p.m. And if you are a sixth grader at East Lake or South Lake, you're going to come to our enrollment night on Thursday, January 30th from 6 to 7 p.m. What can parents expect on enrollment night? So they will get there before 6, and then at 6 o'clock, we are going to be presenting a short PowerPoint presentation. We will go through the papers in their packet to make sure there's no confusion and that they have filled everything out correctly. Um, and then after our presentation, students will be able to have their TDAP shots taken by the school or given by the school nurse if needed. And there are also going to be um, several staff members here to answer any questions about honors classes, regular classes, special education, sports, uh, clubs. There's just going to be a lot of information given that night. Um, where can student or where can parents or students find information um, about enrollment or junior high in general? Okay, they, they will have it in their packets. That's the first way. But there's lots of extra information on the website. So if they go to the Brink website, at the very top, there's a, a few dots across there at the very top. And one of those dots has enrollment information on it. There's a course catalog. So it shows different classes. And it also shows our electives. The electives have changed a little bit this year. And so they can look at those course descriptions. There's um, immunization information on there. There's it, the dates of the enrollments are, are all on that website, too. And they can also call the counselors. They can call either the seventh grade counselor, which is myself, Rhonda King, or the eighth grade counselor, Kimberly Martinez. What is something you think seventh, or incoming seventh graders should know before coming to Brink? that um, it's going to be a little bit different than elementary school. It's definitely an adjustment period, um, but it's also a lot more freedom I think they'll find once they get here. I know that it's probably scary for a lot of them, um, but that it's going to be a fun year and that there's a lot of staff members and students that will help them, um, and they kind of get to uh, – 
get to see what their interests are. They get to choose their own elective and just have a little bit more freedom than they did in elementary school. Yeah. And virtually every incoming seventh grader, by the end of the first week, they, they love it. Um, they'll have the, le- the leadership of the class in front of them, too, which those are excellent students. So I think that they're going to really enjoy next year. And I know on my first day of seventh grade, I was terrified. Mm-hmm. So is there anything you can say to kind of reduce their fears? Were you afraid that you would be late to class? Uh, yeah, I got lost so many times. <clears throat> yes. Late and not being able to open your locker, things like that. Um, so we have staff members on the hallways at all times anyways, but especially during that first week of school to help. And um, we also have Brink Crew. Those will be our leaders in eighth grade that are trained to help students for those reasons, for locker issues of um, lost, being late, any of those things that they have questions about, they can find a a Brink crew member, and they'll have their shirts on that day, and they're always willing to help them out also. And, And also, if they ever have any issue at all, one of the things that I want the incoming seventh graders to know especially is that they can come to the counseling center, and if we don't have the information, if we don't have an answer, we will find out the information and get that information back to them, but usually we can answer their questions and help them feel more at ease. And what is something you want seventh graders who are filling out enrollment for eighth grade to know? Well, I want them to be able to choose, to look at the electives, to go to the course catalog that's on the website, on the Brink website, and click on that. Um, They need to decide if they want to take a regular class or an honors. Honors classes are, you know, a little more difficult. They're more challenging. Um, There's more expected of them. And then they're also going to have to choose their electives that are a little different. So if they can look at the course catalog and uh, read over those descriptions so they can see what, you know, what interest they have and which one they would like to take. That's one thing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Today we have Mrs. Moore. She is a freshman counselor for Westmore, and we're going to ask her some questions about enrollment and freshman year. Okay, so what is the most important thing we need to know about enrolling? Um, for freshmen, I would definitely say the most important thing is getting your packets turned in on time. And um, that would be really helpful because, one, we can't give you a schedule if we don't have your enrollment packet. Um, and if you do turn it in on time, it will help make sure you get the classes that you need. So for Brink, Um, Enrollment packets will be due on Monday, February 24th, um, between 4.30 and 6 p.m. in the Media Center. Um, So it will be a night just for Brink. Um, They can come turn in their packets and ask questions if they have it. So I would say that's the most important thing about enrollment. What do most incoming students not know about Westmore? Um, I would say some things that you guys wouldn't know necessarily is... Uh, the school is very, very big. The campus spreads across um, its multiple buildings, portables. We're also in um, WCC, the church next door. We have classrooms there. Another thing would be uh, there's at least 2,000 more students than there is here at Brink. So it's a lot more people um, in the hallway, um, which is a good thing and a bad thing. It can be overwhelming, um, but once you get going, it works out. Um, we also have plenty of clubs and organizations to be a part of over there. Um, which is really awesome, too. So you can super be super involved in all different things. Um, but those are some things, I would say, that people don't know. Mm-hmm. And with how hectic it is, what do most kids struggle with when they first come? 
Um, I think they just be are overwhelmed with the amount of people and trying to get to class and be on time. Um, but once you start going, you know, after the first week, um, everyone gets their own thing down, and so um, it's not a problem being tardy or anything like that. So, well, um, what do most? What is the, like the most common misconception that um, freshmen have about going into high school? I would say for freshman year. Um, most students come in thinking it's going to be super difficult um, or even super overwhelming all the time. And at times, yes, it can be difficult and it can be overwhelming, but there's a bunch of people who are there to um, really help freshmen um, make it through their first year. So we have amazing teachers that are there. We have very supportive administrators there. And then obviously we have pretty awesome counselors too. Just saying. So. Yeah, and this is a little repetitive, but on that note, uh, what do students most like stress about that they really shouldn't? Um, some things that they stress about that shouldn't is definitely finding their classes. Like I said, it's a big campus and classes are all over the place, but um, freshmen will get their uh, schedules in August. Um, and so they'll have time to walk around the building, find their classes and everything like that before they actually come to school on the first day. So that will be helpful. So that's a stress, but it doesn't have to be a stress if you um, come early to find your classes. Um, well, what is a common mistake on the enrollment form? Um, I would say there's a few mistakes um, that people do. One, um, most of the pages need signatures from either a parent or a guardian, as well some need student signatures. So when those are missing, um, you have to be tracked down again and get those signatures, so that could prolong your actual enrollment schedule um, by missing those. Another mistake would be marking incorrect classes on um, the class forms that we give and not writing down enough electives. Um, if you only write down one or two electives, um, you're probably going to need more than that. And we also have, like I said, a ton of students there, so that doesn't mean you're always going to get your first choice. So marking down at least four to six electives that you're interested in would be helpful in case we have to move on to another one. Um, and then lastly, let's see. Again, turning in your enrollment packet, that's a big deal. So forgetting to do that um, will definitely not be good for you as a student. So uh, we have to have everything um, in before we can add your schedule. So if any forms are missing or your entire packet is missing, um, it will definitely be a mistake, I would say, because we can't actually enroll you. So those are just a few things. I feel like there's a lot more like class choices that freshmen get to pick from and even more when you progress. But uh, what do you recommend freshmen take? Uh, for freshmen, I would definitely say starting out um, trying to get some of their art credit done, um, as well as their either technology or foreign language credit done. Um, before you graduate high school, you have to either do two years of a foreign language or two years of computer classes consecutively. Um, so starting out as a freshman, taking you know Spanish one or French one, we offer those two foreign language classes. Um, or fundamentals of technology that will at least set you up to get you know half of the credit that you need as um, a freshman. We also have art classes like I said because um, you have to have one full art credit um, when you graduate. So knocking out one or two of those classes the freshman year will leave more opportunity for you to do other things you know going up like your sophomore, junior, and senior year. So we offer all different things like 2D art, 3D art, we have drama, photography, um, competitive debate, and all those things um, to help you get that art credit. So those are the things that I would suggest for freshmen to take care of freshman year 
um, their freshman and sophomore year, and then they can have more freedom their junior and senior year to do other things. Okay, that's great to know. Thank you. You're welcome. Last bit of advice is always remember that Westmore is the best more. So <laughs> thanks for talking to me. Hello, everybody. This is Mr. Ross. Um, I have some, I know I haven't been on here in a while, but I wanted to come on a fresh off uh, in 2020, second semester, so that I can uh, tell you about some new changes that are coming uh, towards Brink. One of them is uh, sixth and the seventh enrollment dates. Uh, that'll be January 28th and the 30th. We're doing this a little bit different for all the upcoming seventh graders so that we're not packing in um, this site with so many people. Uh, we're splitting up our feeder schools, our elementaries, into two different dates so that they can come up. Right now, currently, my counselors are in all of the elementaries, and they are spreading the word uh, on enrollment dates. And some of the new changes come in next year's with some of the course offerings. This is pretty unique. So incoming seventh graders will have actually the same type of electives to choose from as the eighth graders. So no longer will there be a block uh, scheduling for 7th graders who typically have to go in and they take a, a art and PE and all of those type of classes so they can find out. And it, there's a lot of merit to that. They, you know, For someone that's young, they can kind of experiment with different electives to see what they like the most. But we're going to give them a choice next year and the block schedule will, will go away. So it's really important to get the word out there that uh, we are changing enrollment forms. We're even changing those two nights up where we're doing it all in the new gym, and I can meet with all the parents. So a little bit of a different format. Just wanted to throw those dates out there, and that's January 28th and the 30th. More information will be coming home, I believe, on January 16th and the Thursday folders. Next is transfers. You know, believe it or not, Brink takes in um, more transfers than any other school. We get a lot of requests, and people want to come be a part of uh, the Bobcat Nation. So um, the new timeline for transfers will be March 1st. That, and this is a little bit different because the old timeline was a May 1st uh, deadline for people to have their transfers put into us. These, this is uh, incoming 7th graders or 7th uh, and 8th. Even my 7th graders right now that are on a transfer will have to fill out a whole new transfer packet and reapply for transfer the 8th grade year. Just because you make it in on one transfer doesn't mean that that holds uh, throughout your entire stay somewhere. So say that you had discipline issues or there have been some type of change and uh, there's a lot of absences or something of that nature, you can actually have a transfer revoked. Of course, if I have a student who is a productive student that is really contributing to Brink, the last thing I want to do is to send them to someone else for them to be productive, so we like to hold on to them. Next thing is uh, in, uh, attendance and incentives. Sorry, let me get that out there. Um that's changed a little bit this year, and it's a new package that I want to put together to try to keep kids motivated to come to school um, through the month of February, March, and April of this year. If a student has zero unexcused absences for each one of those months, so so uh, and think of it as like three different contests. So for the month of February, for example, a student has zero unexcused absences and up to three excused. That's with a doctor's notes. note. We're going to bring in a food truck at the end of the month, and those students will have the opportunity to go out and purchase food from a food truck out in the courtyard. So that's pretty cool. Uh, 
Uh, and I'm sure that after the month of February, when uh, a group of students are able to go out and eat some uh, pretty tasty food out of food trucks, uh, this might catch on the month of March and April. So some incentives for students to make sure that their attendance is high through those three months. And I, and I chose those three months on purpose. It's leading into state testing, as we all know. Here at Brink, we are, have an extremely uh, successful system of state testing. So we don't want to knock that, and, and, and we don't want to uh, take a step back. So I'm constantly coming up with ways that we can um, entice kids to make sure that they're getting up and coming to school. And last but not least is IDs for second semester. I know. So a lot of people uh, have, uh, a lot of my students have, have started to get used to the ID system. Uh, the, this is the first time we've had it for an entire year. So it's kind of a rude awakening to go and burn through maybe two or three of your warnings and to know that you're on your last one before you have a, an out-of-school suspension because of an ID violation. I thought it would be a good idea to knock off one of the infractions for second semester. So, for instance, if a kid is on uh, a number three, they burn through three of them first semester. I have uh, I've taken away one, and they're really sitting at two now. And uh, you know, that's just another way to try to keep kids motivated with their IDs, um, and it's a learning curve for both parents and students. So, developing a system making sure that you stick to that routine of remembering your IDs every day. And this is all, let's all keep this in mind. This is for the safety of our students, which is the most important thing um, that we uh, can make sure that we have in place here at Brink. So a lot of good things coming our way. I look forward to the spring semester. It's exciting. Uh, It starts to warm up. A lot of sports, uh, new sports begin to kick off. And then we have state testing that comes our way. It's, It's down to business. Uh, but it's also an exciting time for all of our students and staff. So I hope we have a successful second semester, and I hope some of this information will help you out as we go forward. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. This podcast was brought to you by Willa, Ryder, Zoe, Shelby, and Carly. Thank you, and have a buzz day!